Correct. That is an excellent one. Thank you. I could live without cleats. Yeah, that's probably the greatest invention of our life. So, but right now in my life, I'm not feeling it. I feel if I could live without it. Think Yiddish, dress British. They're coming back in the younger generation, John. One of the things in my shower. <laughs> you strike me as that kind of guy. She conditioned her hair with mayonnaise. I think at one point, and this is going to shock the world. It fucked itself? Yes. A one and a two and a three and a four. It's time for Smart Dribble at your door. That's all the rapping I'm going to do today. Hey, 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 let's get on the way. Hi, everyone. Kurt Schneider here, co-host of Smart Dribble. And I'm John Ellenthal, co-host of Smart Dribble as well. What a coincidence, Kurt. Yeah, we're both in the same room. We're both co-hosts and we're both hosting. We have a lot in common, Kurt. Not sure what we're hosting, by the way. Well, I think we're hosting an episode of Smart Dribble, Kurt. But do you host an episode? Shouldn't you host a person? I don't know why you can't host. Can't you host a program? But host implies that other people are coming in. They are coming in. They're just not coming in physically. They're coming in virtually. They're lending their ears, just like Julius Caesar asked for. In the Catholic was Church. Julius Caesar? Yes. Friends, no, it was country? Mark Antony when Mark. he was delivering the eulogy. Uh, well, at least Julius Caesar was involved. I come to praise Caesar, not bury him. Or I come to bury him, not praise him. Anyway, in the Catholic Church, the priest, when he does the sermon, hands out the host, which is the little part of the little cracker you eat. Isn't that supposed to represent Jesus's body? I know. Some people say the ghost, but it's the host. So today, John, let me tell you what we're talking about. Let me tell you what we're talking about, Kurt. All right. Sure. We are going to talk about things that we can live without. What does that mean? These are things that we have in our lives that if they were to be removed from our lives, our lives would be equal or better by their removal. We can live without them. So it's not a pet peeves because we're not talking about things that drive us crazy. We're just talking about things that might be fine for other people. It's not fine for us. We're talking about things, items. It doesn't have to be physical, but if you stick to the physical world, we'll know that we're in the right spot. Would you like to go first, Kurt? Sure. And this happened to me yesterday. I was in my car driving and I looked down and I saw cruise control somehow was activated. I can live without cruise control. I cannot tell you the last time I engaged activated cruise control. Well, you just told us you activated it yesterday. No. So the question is the last time that you intentionally activated it. Exactly. The button was pushed, but it, I didn't actually, you know, is the button pushed that it was ready to go. It no, was like the it, first button. It was inadvertently activated. Yes. So the, you don't know the last time you did it on purpose. Correct. Well, that's interesting because, you know, we're moving into a future that is likely characterized by at least partial or possibly even full autopilot mode. So that is the ultimate cruise control. So are you going to be able to make that jump if you're already ready to throw out this kind of automation? Well, and I still like manual transmission because Uh, you feel like you're throwback. Well, you feel like you're driving. I agree with you. It's a much more active experience. Driving's gotten very passive and certainly cruise control makes it more passive. But autopilot pretty damn passive yeah well i too have had cars for many many years with cruise control and i never engage it intentionally either i did for fun once because they had this they have the system where it even drives for you in traffic and it maintains your distance from the car in front of you and so it brakes for you really and it's very very weird so it's it's not comfortable no 
Well, and so other that, people love it, right? So there you go. And it's a physical you, thing. Do you know? Well, it's a physical-ish thing. Do you know someone who actually uses, relies on, values cruise control? I don't think I could name anybody that I know. I think it's generational. What generation is into cruise control? The one above us, the baby boomers. And I'm going to ask baby boomers in our lives. Kurt and I you know are why? not baby boomers. Right. No, we're not. We are perilously <laughs> close, however. So we were born in 65, but I think the baby boomers ended in 64. Correct. So it's nice not to be a baby no, boomer. But the boomers use it. You know why? They're always looking for the end around. They're always looking a way to get around somewhere. They've always been at their whole life. Boomers, it's just what they do. I would be surprised if boomers were heavy users of cruise control since they're less likely to embrace technologies. Oh, that's not true. They were very early adapters and adopters. adopters. Okay. Oh, they adapted to it and they adopted it. All right. So we could live without cruise control. Yes. Let's see if we can make a list, Kurt, of 10 things. Okay, we, we got one. Ooh, here's my first entry. And this has somehow become rampant. It is everywhere. And it's a relatively recent phenomenon. But I would prefer, not just could live without, I would prefer to live without aioli, which is now put on everything. And I think it's disgusting. Okay. We're not getting into pet peeves. It's not. It's a physical thing. It's basically mayonnaise by a different name. The presentation was pet peevish. That's fine. But is it or is it not a physical thing? Yeah, you can live without aioli. I got it. Okay. I stuck to the physical realm. I happen to like AOE. But then, you know what? You're doing it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I could totally live without AOE and every other renamed mayonnaise product. Okay. All right. So that's two. Two. I could live without the middle grade of gas. Oh, that's a very very (laughs) good one. That's a very good one. Have you ever used the middle grade? No, I actually feel compelled, even with a lease car, to get the best grade of gas, which... Probably is a complete waste, especially since... And a rental car, you're using the lowest level. You know what they say? You never wash a rental car. But I do put a... You've never heard that expression? No. Well, it speaks to the fact that when someone doesn't have ownership in something, they're not going to care for it all that well. I get that. Okay, because it's self-evident. Probably why you got it. Not that you couldn't get something that was layered and nuanced. I wasn't an English literature major, you know. Yes, I I do know that. That's a very good one, Kurt. Why do we have so many grains of gas? I assume people use them or else they wouldn't keep wheeling it out there. I think it's the same dynamic that people put like the, you know, they used to say the second cheapest bottle of wine is the yeah. is the worst one, which isn't true, by the way. But I think there's a social dynamic. People feel if there's a middle one, then maybe they'll go higher because it's like, ooh, then this one's even better. This good, one goes to 11. There's the old selling convention of good, better, best. Exactly. And, you know, you don't want the entry level model and, you know, you don't want to pay extra premium for the top model. So it's a good compromise grade of gasoline. But I could live without it because I don't use it. I too could live without it. And I need to learn to live with the lowest grade because my car would be totally fine with it. But I bought into this whole clean engine, whatever, better performance crap. And I I doubt it's a real thing. That is an excellent one. Thank you. We're going to get 15 before we're done. Yeah. But we promised 10. Let's see if we can okay. meet our promise right. and then we'll go. Kudos for that one. Even though it was third on our list and these are in no particular order, I think that was the best one so far. Thank you. Very creative. I could live without, and in fact have been living without, like the rest of the world, without suits and ties. Ooh. I mean, I used to put on a suit and tie, as you probably did as well and many others, every day and went to the office 
And I, I cannot remember the last time I put on a real suit that wasn't for like a wedding because not only is it not a required custom anymore, who the hell would want to get dressed up like that? And the ties, you know, even you know, your, your shirts ultimately as they get dry cleaned more and more, the neck is a little tighter. Yeah. And then you feel like you're being choked to death. So, so interesting. I don't totally agree because I think having the aspiration to a suit and a tie, to have it there, you aspire to something really cool that you'd wear it. However, where I do agree is what we'd had in business casual pants. We don't need those anymore, right? The the pants that you got that were not suit pants, but they weren't casual pants. They're in between. I probably have 10 of these. Hello. I mean, I'm going to throw them all out. I don't know why I said hello. I don't need them. Well, I can live without them. We barely need pants anymore. So as long as you're dressed good enough from the waist up. And the truth is athleisure is popular for a really good reason. It's really comfortable. And I could wear that stuff every day and be perfectly fine. And of course, now athleisure materials are being used to, you know, for work clothing. Stretchy, stretchy pants. Yeah, that's probably the greatest invention of of our life. So a tweak, but an add on. I could live without pleats. In fact, you probably do because yeah. it's rare to see pleats. I bet you you could also live without cuffs at the bottom of your pants. I can, yes. There was a time that I would not wear and no one would wear a cuffless pant. No, it looked ridiculous. It does go in cycles, though, so I'm sure cuffs will be back. Do you think, I think the, they're, they're you, coming back in the younger generation, John? Our you, kids are wearing cuffs. Okay. Do you think the three-button suit, which was at one point my favorite suit cut, will, will come back as well? Yeah. I, I don't think the three-button has ever totally left. The four-button left. Okay. And what about the double-breasted? I had one. In fact, I probably still have one upstairs just in case. <laughs> I, I mean, that was probably the go-to, you know, 25 years ago. There's the old expression, think Yiddish, dress British. Yes. <laughs> double-breasted suit is sort of dressing British. And not the other way around. You know what? It's not a good look. <laughs> it's really not a good look, the double-breasted suit. Unless, of course, and this is important, you are a prosecutor or defender in court. And when you stand up to address the witness, you must button everything up. So that's probably a really good it time. It takes a while. There's a lot of buttons to play with there. You know, you, I always thought I had made it when I had a suit or a blazer, John. Where you could unbutton the buttons on the sleeves. Yes, those. That's a finer cut. It means I made it. Yeah, I used to like wearing suits. I mean, it, it was a good vibe, but it, it holds no interest to me whatsoever right, right now. That being said, I do walk around on weekends casually in my tuxedo. So, just to add to the whole apparel thing, Dickies. You could live without Dickies. Yeah, but everyone could. You're right. I could live without, and there was a time, two times in my life, where I couldn't. But now I can live without corduroy. Ah, it's getting to be that time of year I, where corduroy starts to show up. I had the wide wheel corduroy no, pants. You don't need that. You don't need that. <laughs> but I like a nice corduroy pant. It's like on a, like on a crisp November day. Yeah. It's a little warmer. It's a very soft material. I don't know about the wide whale cords. Yeah. That's a whole different animal altogether. But I think a nice fall. It's it's an autumnal thing. The I get it. And I used to like it a lot. And there's been many times I like it right now in my life. I'm not feeling it. I if feel like I can look, live without it. If you look carefully at a cornucopia, you will see corduroy in there. I bet you in between the gourd and the other gourd. Yes. The, and the other gourd. You cannot have autumn without the corduroy. And autumn is very important. <laughs> or without G. Gordon Liddy. I don't get it. He's a gourd. <laughs> oh, gosh. So that was... Uh, <laughs> Wow. I think he just passed away, by the he way. He did. You know what? I remember he came 
to talk to us when, when, I, when we were freshmen in college. And I had been fascinated by Watergate, as probably people, many people had been. And he spoke to a large gathering of us at school, and then they opened it up to questions. And I went up to one of the microphones in, in one of the aisles, and it was my turn to ask him a question. And I don't think I would have this reaction today, but at the age of 18, I think I was physically shaking to ask the question. And I think I asked him, would you like to know what I asked him? Yeah. Or, or could you live without it, Kurt? <laughs> I could live without it. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll hold it then. But did you ask him, did it really hurt when you held Wait. your hand over the flame? It probably hurt. It probably burned. So he could live without that. I asked him if if he felt that Woodward and Bernstein got too much credit for breaking open the Watergate story. And you know what he said? You were just trying to get on his good side. I don't know. Do you know what he said? What? I have no earthly recollection personally of what G. Gordon Liddy said. Oh. No idea. <laughs> I thought he was going to say, I have no recollection of anything called Watergate. I think I think he did say he did feel like they got too much credit if I had to bet it. All right. Give me another thing you can live without because we're, we're rolling here. We got a lot. How many have we had? I don't know. Okay. We're supposed to do 10. Have we oh, had? No, no. We're, like we're going to have to count, Kurt. We're at four. All right. So we're going to change this episode to approximately 10 yes, things yes. we can live without. Kurt, I could live without the bar of soap. Now that I have liquid soap, now that the world has liquid soap, I see no reason to have a rectangular bar of soap, which inevitably slips out of your hand or gets someone's hair stuck and embedded on it. No matter how you scratch it out, there's still a hair on it. So liquid soap, liquid body soap, and maybe one of those little fancy sponge things that lather up. I don't need a bar of soap anymore. I have liquid soap at all my sinks and in my shower. I get it for your hands. But for the shower, still a bar of soap to scrub up. I know, but you end up getting like you put it on your underarms or on your chest and you get hair stuck but in it. How many times are you in the shower and you don't have the washcloth or one of those spongy things and you're using that gel and it's getting all over you? I have one of those spongy things hanging off one of the things in my shower. <laughs> you strike me as that kind of guy. And I bought it at Bed Bath & Beyond and it comes in some beautiful pastel colors, Kurt. And did you have soap on a rope too when you were a kid? I never had soap on a rope. Was that? Leatherman? No, what was it? Yeah. Not Leatherman. It was uh, old leather, old English leather. Well, there was Irish Spring where you, the man with the little pen knife no, but, would cut the soap open. Yeah, but this was like old English leather. It had a musky smell. Yeah, musk. Not a good smell. No. I live without musk. No. In fact, I could live without cologne altogether. When was the last time you actually put something perfumey like a cologne on your body on purpose uh, without walking through a department store and having someone spray you when you weren't looking? It had been about 35 years. And then this had summer, been. yes. You actually put on cologne? We're not going to explain or ask why. Okay. We're just going to leave it at that because I'm truthful in my answer. So, yes. I would like to double down, do a double dip and add soap to my soap answer, cologne. I see no purpose. And people who wear cologne have no idea how to put on just the right amount. Well, There's only no cologne <laughs> and way too binary. much cologne. By the way, you know, that's why it was invented, though. To cover up the fact that we smell. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't shower. All. Right. And it's from Cologne, Germany, where bathe. people smelled a lot worse. <laughs> it's not it's from not, Cologne. Not, it's not true. They do not smell any worse when they're unbathed in Cologne. So I want to stay in the shower for a second. Okay, Kurt and I are in the shower. I could live without the separate conditioner bottle. Huh. So, I, look, I, I, conditioner is a good thing, but give it now that they have it. And it only came in about 15 years ago that they said, hey, let's put two in one shampoo and conditioner, one bottle. It's all I need. OK, that's a little 
American ultra conveniency for me. Yeah. They are different products. They do serve different purposes. For example, I do have separate conditioner in my shower. <laughs> of course I, you do. I don't use it every day, though. I don't know that your hair needs to be. In fact, three I times doubt, a week. I doubt your hair needs to be even shampooed every day. But, you know, Americans are ultra clean in that regard. A little we go too far. But if the shampoo and conditioner were mixed in the same bottle, I would not have the option to use conditioner less frequently than I use shampoo. I think it's and a, then where would I where would I be? It's a softer grade when it's mixed so you can use it every day. How do you know that? You're just making that up. I dated a woman once. Wait. And she told two friends and so <laughs> no. on and so on. She conditioned her hair with mayonnaise. Oh, God, really? <laughs> yeah. Did a lot of bugs fly A lot of people her? do that. They also put mayonnaise and chocolate cake to make it more moist. It's, it's a utilitarian thing. Mayonnaise is the middle utilitarian infielder of condiments. And I know you hate it. Here's what I would like to know. Yes. Are you prepared the next time you take a shower to condition your hair with aioli? <laughs> no, because we can live without it. So I think conditioner is a good sometimes thing. And for that reason, I'm not with you. Okay. I'm sure I could live without it, but okay. it wouldn't make my list of approximately 10 things. Okay. How about this? Yeah. I could live without hundreds of throw pillows. Throw pillows. <laughs> what is? Throw pillows. Yeah. I could live without that. Give me, give me two pillows in the bed and give me just the pillows that come with the couch. I think the whole thing is a sham. That was good. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. You know, they're for decoration. They're not necessarily for use. I understand it, but you end up just throwing them off. Then you put them back on. I know. It's ridiculous. I do the same thing with all my stuffed animals every morning. Yeah, I'm sure you do. All right. Give me something else. I believe that the vast majority of U.S. households has this particular item. It's a kitchen appliance. Mm -hmm. If you told me the penetration of U.S. households was 80% of this item, I believe it. It is the crock pot. And it's a wonderful idea. You put all the crap in in the morning. It's slow cooked safely. You get home or at the end of the day and dinner is ready. I have had a crock pot probably my entire adult life. I don't believe I've ever cooked anything in the crock pot. And for that reason... As much as I have flights of fancy about what I might put in my crock pot, after 30 plus years of not using it, I think I conclude that I can I can live without it. I can live without one too. People love it. They swear by it, but I I don't even have one. I think if we you went through the- have one? No, I bet you if Would we- you like mine? I got two fondue pots. <laughs> Very popular. Two. The 70s are calling. They are want they, the fondue pots they back. Like, they're like orangish yellow enamel. Of course perhaps? they are. <laughs> and do you have the skewers? Of course I do. How many little pokers or tines do you have on Probably the six. Oh, on the, it's yeah, three tines. Yeah. Like trident, like, like Poseidon. And it does go back to Poseidon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everything does. Yes. All right. So I will tell you what I can live without. As we approach our promise of approximately 10 things we can live without. Are you ready for this? Oh, I am. Male nipples. <laughs> well, I mean, it does raise the question of why do men have exactly? Nipples? I can't think of the biological purpose of the male nipple. Do you think there was a time when men lactated and it just we evolved out of that? I'll tell you what I think it is. By the way, in full disclosure, that came from a listener of ours. Are you the one that has three three nipples? No, but there are people that do. No, I think at one point, and this is going to shock the world, but there wasn't Adam and Eve. There wasn't. Nope. There was. One being that was multi-gender or or both gender, kind of like David Bowie at Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> <laughs> and I think over time that one being separated, bifurcated into two. Let me ask you this question. Yes. If there was one being that was omnisexual, 
how did it reproduce to produce a second being if they were not a man and a woman? It's self-impregnated? Yeah. It fucked itself? Yes. Wow. Yeah, and that's why some animal out there said, hey, Ziggy Stardust, go fuck yourself, and it did. And maybe that's when you're in New York and everyone yells that. They're actually just asking you to sustain the species. And that's how it happened. I'm sure I've mentioned this to you before because it usually comes up within 10 or 15 minutes of me meeting someone. But did you know that men can lactate? Yes. And if you were to smoke an excessive amount of marijuana, one of the consequences or side effects of that is male lactation. Does the, does the little baby get high? There is no little baby, Kurt. Just because lac- milk <laughs> comes out of your, your, your nipple doesn't mean there's a baby. So I can live without male nipples. I'd like to say something that I think you're going to disagree with and I think is controversial. Okay. Something that I can live without. Okay. I understand if you want to have a convertible and on a beautiful day, you can open the roof and enjoy being outside. Yes. However, <gasps> the sunroof, I could live without the sunroof. People don't open their sunroofs. I do. And actually, the moonroof is the one that opens. The sunroof is the one that doesn't open. What do you mean? The sunroof is actually something that doesn't open, doesn't slide open. The moonroof slides open. Once again, I'm like, what do you mean? So if you open it during the day, it is a sunroof. Nope. If you open it at night, (laughs) it's a moonroof. It's always a moonroof. I think it's dictated by the time of day. Okay. I use the moonroof slash sunroof open quite often. Do you open your your side windows as well? A lot of times I just use that. And so you open it and what are the circum what are the what's the situation when you would open it? I'm listening to air supply and I'm all out, I'm of, all love. out of love. And I'm so <laughs> lost without you. And, and you my, want to share that with my, as many people exactly. near you as possible. I could live without there's a bit of a pet peeve, but I could live without Piano Man by Billy Joel. Huh. I think I've hit my quota. You, uh, <laughs> that, that is a pet peeve, is it? It's not a pet peeve. It kind of sounds like one, Kurt. No, I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying I can live without it. I've hit my quota. The Eagles, I don't like. Piano Man, I liked at one point. I've just hit my quota, so I can live without How it. How do you feel about Captain Jack? <laughs> Captain Jack's okay. All right, you seem to have a problem with long songs. <laughs> you need to make a crack about Freebird recently in one of our episodes. I, I love Freebird, but it's too long. For okay, so is. is it is it long songs that you have a problem with, and is that a reflection of your attention span? I'm sure. Huh? I'm sure. <laughs> what? Did you say something? I don't think I did. All right, so give me one more because I think we're running out of time anyway. All right, I will give you something that not only could I live without, but I have lived without, and you have lived without, and most males have lived without, and that is directions. (laughs) When we open a box, we never look at the directions. Nope. It It is baked into our genetic code. So I can continue to live without directions. Do you look at directions? <laughs> no. Or instructions or anything? No. No. Nope. Yeah. I think the one time I can remember looking at directions, and it was only moderately useful, which negatively reinforced looking at directions. Was it was, Ikea? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of my kids moved into a new apartment a couple of years ago, and we had to put together some Ikea stuff. Doesn't help at all. Right. Although once you get the hang of it, you sort of figure out their whole system, which is not easy to do. It, it picks up. But I could live without directions. I could live without baby on board signs. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I'm not going to run it. I won't run into you, but I'll run into someone else because they don't have the sign on. Oh, you don't have a baby? I can run into you? I see your point. I mean, it's, I'm not being peevish. It's but It's just a reminder that, you know, maybe you should take it easy. It's, so, it's no different than the signs like drive like, you know, drive like you have kids on the street or right. something like that. Come on. 
And maybe we could use an occasional reminder. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, listen, Kurt, I don't know how many we got, but I think we certainly got 10-ish or more. And we would love to know what our listeners live without. So please go to Smart Dribble on Twitter or Instagram and post what you can live without. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Kurt, before we say goodbye? I could live without cats. I'm just saying this, but it's okay. Other people love them. I could live without cats. Yeah, I can see that. Look, I had cats at one point. I had two of them. And it's the kind of thing you love your own cats, but you could see why. Yeah. Right. Okay. You're with me. Now, I think there probably are 60 plus million cat households in this country. So clearly people see big upside in the cat. And I just want to end on this then. Yeah. I could because it wouldn't be in a smart dribble episode if I didn't say this. I could live without vodka. I know you could live without vodka. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about when we had cats? It was not my idea to get cats. It was my wife's, even though I did come to love my <sighs> cats. And she would always scoop the kitty litter because that's really disgusting. However, when a woman is pregnant, it is not right for them to skip the kitty Noxious. litter. So I had to do it. And that's probably why we only have two kids. Yeah. <laughs> because to go back and do that a third time... <laughs> It is no fun to scoop the kitty litter. All right, list dribblers, thank you for listening. We're going to be back next week with a brand new episode of Smart Dribble. Until then, we hope your week is filled with Smart Dribble, and we'll yeah. see. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Ciao, everyone. Ciao, everyone.